Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Uh, and Becca is a little peeved at me. I can tell in her voice. <laughs> Hunter is recording from a personal hotspot today, which is a snafu or two or three. So um, it's going to be fun listening back. And hopefully it doesn't sound like we're recording this out of a trash can. At least my side. I don't think so. It's, the audio isn't usually the issue. It's just your frame rate of your Zoom is terrible. So when you move to the left, I don't see it until it's already been like a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically. What's new? What's new in Becca's world? Uh, just April showers, basically. It's tornadoes. Green May flowers. It's tornado season in Tennessee. Don't say flowers to me. I am sick of freaking flowers. Where is, is Miley? <laughs> we need to launch an where investigation. Is Miley, if anyone knows where Miley Cyrus is, please DM us, message us. Yeah, where is she? Where it has gotten to the point where her comments on Instagram and Twitter are frequently just like, "Where are you? Why are it's you not doing so, any promo?" It's just so abnormal. It is really weird, and I like it's so hard to tell if this is a move on part of her new label. Or if it's like a weird, or there's something else going on. I know, because there's no way they could predict. They could have predicted the success that this had. I'm sure they had some things in the works, and they said, "Let's either something's going on with her personally, mm-hmm. or they just said, hey, 'Hey, let's try this and see if it works.' And I guess it worked, but I'm not gonna, even a. I'm gonna issue a decree right now. If you're listening to flowers, stop it. Yeah. Our <laughs> our theory is flowers, it's still number one or something or number two. Yeah. It needs to get out of the top five so Miley can get up and do some work. I'm sorry, Miley. I love you, but the album has to start flopping because I need to see your face. And yeah, that's why. It's too successful. <laughs> Honestly, it's successful, but I think it would have been even more successful if she... Did at least one appearance. I know. Or something. The album, as of recording this, in five days, the album will have been out for a month. And we have not seen her face beyond uh, the Backyard Sessions, which was pre-recorded. Yeah. We have not seen her face once this era since New Year's. Yes, exactly. No public appearances. Her last, like, talk show appearance was promoting the New Year's Eve thing. I mean, that's the last time like, we saw her. She was out and about doing something, but it was only photos. Yes, we mean like sit down interviews, talking. Not right. even Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I'm begging. Why? I need her to host. I just need her to like give us a peep. Miley, are you there? Knock twice if you're with us. Maybe she's gonna. She's in the middle of rehearsing for her world tour, and that's and she hasn't toured since. 2013 so maybe this is what it's leading up to i feel like that's the best possible outcome we could get out of this 
Yes. <laughs> and let's stick to, let's stick to the positive vibes, all right? Okay. Um and speaking of positive vibes, let's get into some positive Disney 411 stories. Yes. Um, not taking a page out of Miley Cyrus's book, we have some Jonas Brothers news. New York, we've been dreaming about this one our whole lives. Five albums, one epic night. Saturday, August 12th at Yankee Stadium. The Jonas Brothers wrote on their social media to break the news. They also told fans who registered for their recent five-night residency on Broadway to check their emails for information about how to get first access to tickets via special verified fan presale. So if you didn't know, there you go. Uh, Tickets will go on sale April 14th. Joe Jonas teased the surprise in the closing moments of their Broadway show back in mid-March, telling the audience, until next time, or should I say, until this summer, we'll see you soon. After previewing eight songs of the Jonas Brothers' forthcoming studio album called The Album, um, The Album is set to be released May 12th and has been preceded by the lead single Wings. Meanwhile, the next single, Waffle House, will arrive Friday, April 7th. That's today! Yeah, as you're as you're listening to this. Well, stay tuned for our thoughts because as much as I hate that the song is called Waffle House, the song does sound a bit boppish. Nice. It's a little boppin. It's a little boppish. Um I think I might get I live in New York, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um I was gonna say so you, you texted me, on the stri- me just when we were at, talking about what stories we had on the docket today, you just said Joe Bros New York and I said, Oh, you got tickets? I did not get tickets, <laughs> but I may. You should. Do you think they'll sell out? Yes. You think so? Yeah, but it's also, sta- it's also a big stadium, so like you you could just get like a cheap ticket and just go and vibe. Oh yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like. I am no offense to the Joe Bros girlies, but after Music Midtown, I am not trying to be in a pit with any of y'all ever again. Yeah. Worst <laughs> experience of my life. <laughs> I mean, far. it'd be fun to do. It'd be fun to hear, um, I don't know, they're doing all the albums. I know. Leading up. So, if I go, I'll let you know. You should. You must. I'll post it. I'll post it on the Time Machine <laughs> Instagram. But, yeah. And if anyone else is going, let us know. And if anyone knows about Miley Cyrus, please let us know. Most importantly. Um, so, our next story, a little bit of casting news. Ashley Tisdale and Cardi B what? are bringing some. St- <laughs> <laughs> are bringing some star power to Baby Shark's big movie. Oh my god! No. <laughs> <laughs> the High School Musical alum and rapper will voice characters in the upcoming first ever full length animated movie. Per- for the preschool series. Baby Shark's big movie will follow Baby Shark and his family as they move to Chomp City, the big city of sharks. Ashley Tisdale will voice Star Rihanna, a sharp-witted and manipulative rising pop starfish who wants to take center stage and with a splash hit. You can check out a first look in the character in the gallery. Oh, can't really look at it right now. Um, Cardi B reprises her role as Sharky B. While her husband, Offset, and daughter, Culture, also return as Offshark and Culture Sharky. The rapper's couple's son, Wave, makes his debut as Wavy Shark. That makes me ill. I think (laughs) Baby Shark's big movie will be out this winter on Paramount+. Plus. If it comes to pass that Ashley Tisdale does not show her blondie locks 
on this season of High School Musical, the musical, the series, because she was doing a voice for the damn Baby Shark movie. (laughs) (laughs) I will have bones to pick. This is like when, back in the day, when Vanessa Hudgens was cast as the My Little Pony movie. That movie has been wiped from the collective conscience of everybody, I think. Because didn't see it was a big deal that like CEO was putting out a song for it. Hmm. hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know about that. But will you be checking out the Baby Shark movie? Nar. Nar. Never did I think oh, I would I... hear the words Ashley Tisdale and Cardi B and Baby Shark all in the same sentence. Now, if there's a red carpet, they get to do the cast photo together. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, you wanted to bring a story to the table. I did. So have at it. I've been waiting to do this um, until we had kind of a slow news week because it's not urgent news, but um, 411 stories about Lucas Crapey are few and far between. And this does actually kind of have an interesting backstory to it that's not um, not super pertinent to Lucas himself. But if you guys don't know, um, there is a person out there named Jeffrey the DJ who kind of hosts these parties that are going around like Glee Night, Taylor Swift Night. Um, he did a bunch of these with Matt Bennett from Victorious, and then Matt kind of split off and is doing his own thing called Party 101, which Jeffrey the DJ is not happy about because it's his idea, and Matt basically just took it and ran with it. But they are doing a tour all summer, um, nationwide, bop to the top. Uh, Jeffrey the DJ is bringing Lucas Grabeel on this tour, and guess who's going? Me! Yay! I will be tell, going tell to the, the Nashville people what date. You're as. I am going to put together a bop to the top Ryan outfit. I'm so excited. Um, when are when is the date? June 30th is the date that I will be going. <gasps> Dang. Dang. I'll be at a, I was like, maybe I can swing by Nashville, but I'll be gone. Um, are you going by yourself? I bought two tickets, so I hope not. <laughs> well, is someone going to be your Sharpay? I probably not. <laughs> they or or y'all could be two Ryans. One could be Bob to the top Ryan, and one can be what I've been looking for, Ryan, with the green hat. That's true. We'll see. Or I don't. Or I don't dance, um, Ryan, and wear all white. But those of you who know me and and know what kind of person I have been for most of my life, uh, the fact that I'm going to be in the same room as Lucas Grabeel. And he's a he's aware of your presence. Is he? <laughs> he is. We have proof. That was that he's aware that of was your presence. Two years ago. Hey. I mean, I know an he's impression not, is an impression. I know he's not busy, so maybe he does. Oh. But either way, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a very fun time. I'm excited about the costume. Um, I will have to give yeah. you all updates after the event happens. What goes down? What goes down? What goes down in the Disney because Channel? If parties? I meet Lucas, it's over. It's over for me. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Invite him to the pod. Right. Um, he was like, "Oh, I've been waiting for you to ask." <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be shy. Um, before we close out our Disney four-on-one stores, oh, we didn't even talk about um, the big news. It slipped our minds. This is a impromptu Disney four-on-one story. We ha- we watched the trailer for the new season of Raven's Home. Oh my god, that's right. So, let's talk about it. 
<sighs> we will not be doing a Raven's Home rehash. No, conversation. I I think we can still stick to um, if an episode comes up that is pertinent for any reason, we can talk about it. The only big guest star rumors that are flying around right now are a return from Sky Cats, my mortal enemy. Well, that's, a, that's not a rumor. That's confirmed. Okay, well, uh, it's a rumor I didn't want to be true. I guess I blocked it out. Um, well, it'll be interesting of how they get... Because um, it looks like at least one episode they're in London. I think the first episode they are in London because Victor is moving to be with Tanya... Which I guess is her. She is off screen. I guess once she again. is. But then Rondell is confirmed to be a series regular again. So what's happening something there? Something must happen. Something must happen where he has to go home. Because the whole series, we the whole season isn't taking place in London because there's clips from the apartment. But I guess in slightly good news, Laszlo was not promoted to series regular. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, all sorry, you Laszlo fans. Sorry to all the people who want Laszlo to replace Chelsea. But I think it comes out this week. Are you serious? The new season comes out this week. Yeah. Well, I have a series so, report on it, so I so, think I will still check out episode one at least. Yeah. And if you're like, Hunter, let's, I'm going to let you watch it, or maybe I'll take a glimpse. I'll, um, I'll let you know we'll if anything. Um, yeah. I just have to know how they're going to justify erasing Takia again. 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 <laughs> She's been through enough. Um, but before we officially close Disney 411, um, this month marks Disney's 40th anniversary. Disney Channel. And we've been noticed Disney Channel. <laughs> Disney Channel's 40th anniversary. Disney's 100. And Disney's 100. Disney Channel's 40. Little The little brother, little sister. <laughs> and we've noticed that they, they're they posting on their social medias, like retrospectives and stuff like that. Um, the 40th. 40th anniversary is not until April 18th. Do you think they're going to do... I think this is probably, like, anything fun for it? I feel like the fun... Or what they're doing is probably all it is. I feel like what is. they're doing is probably all it is. Yeah, they did, like, a little animation where all Disney Channel characters were helping build a cake. Yeah, it was cute. Did you watch that? Mm-hmm. It's interesting which character... Because they did the animated and they did the live-action characters all animated. And it's interesting which anime, which live action shows and DCOMs made the cut, and which didn't. Basically, all the ones we grew up with did. Hey. Of course. I didn't spy Bella Thorne oh. in it. But I did spy Zendaya as the spy that she played after. They said, let us not forget our Emmy Award winner. But there was still a fish hooks appearance. <laughs> but did you see. Um, yeah, you had Sweet Life on there, Hannah Montana. Of course. Um, the the big guns, the big guns. Um, but yeah, that was kind of cool, I guess. Get those fish hooks away from my cake. Right. Maybe on the 50th anniversary, anniversary they'll do a See, special. Maybe. I feel like 50 is bigger because like, obviously Disney World just made a whole like year and More a like half 45th. long to do out of 50. But that means, that means like, what? We expect a 40-year-old Miley Cyrus <laughs> to do... A welcome to Disney Channel 50. Maybe. Well, she's not. That's if she is still here with us. If she comes out of hiding in 10 years, maybe. She's like, I've just been waiting for the 50th Disney Channel anniversary special to make my reappearance. Imagine if she puts out this album and doesn't say another word to the public for 10 years. That actually be amazing. (laughs) Her power. She just drops. 
touring. 50th tour. Anyway, that's the end of Disney 411, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, speaking of all those little animated characters running around the Disney cake, did you see anybody that we're talking about today make an appearance? I did not, <laughs> and I thought that was very interesting. Hmm. Well, hmm. we are once Thank again foraging our way into the waters of the 2010s Disney Channel shows. Um, and today we're talking about before Daisy Jones and the Six. <laughs> there was there was Austin and Allie. And Allie. All right. Yes, we are talking about the very first episode of Austin and Allie. The episode is called Rockers and Writers. Um, it premiered on December 2nd. 2011 um and it had its series finale january 10th 2016 airing for four seasons 87 episodes and it's interesting because the creators of the show are kevin coplow and Heath setterford they're a team and they're very big in the nickelodeon world that absolutely tracks so they wrote good burger <gasps> stop all that keenan and kel um they were producers on good burger all that keenan and kel uh produce um and if you remember from all that remember the stage manager who would come in and go five minutes five minutes that guy if you remember all that at all do you remember that at all well anyway that's one of the writers and so he produced uh that and he also was a producer on Sunny with a Chance and Jonas. Interesting. So, and they're also going to be writing the sequel to Good Burger that will be coming up later next oh, year. Oh, that was just announced. Yeah. Don't know how I feel origin- about it, but I'll watch. So, what do you, now that I told you that the creators of Austin Alley were creating some big-time Nickelodeon properties. Does that kind of track of what was going on Absolute, in the episode? Absolutely, it does. Okay, because we've talked about sense. the difference. We've talked about the difference between Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, we and have. one of them is gross humor. Well, there's also, I feel like, a bend in just later 2010s Disney Channel, too, where there's kind of more of a pivot to that. Yeah, um, but I noticed it especially because, like, I mean, Raven eating the cheese will always be right. vomit-inducing. But it was like those moments on Disney were kind of few and far between. It was usually just somebody like getting covered in foam, and it was, and it was once an episode. Correct. It was like that. That was like the the peak of the episode. Whereas Nickelodeon has always been like, let me pop my pimple while I'm soaking my feet in lizard pee and eating a gallon of Cheez-Its on the toilet. It's just all in your face all the time. And there's a couple of moments in this and some of the humor in this and how non sequitur it is as well. Like how much it just doesn't make sense. Well, this was also 2011. This was the era of of like the RAR LOXD. Let's bother people at the mall because it's funny random. And that tracks in in everything that's going on here as well. So do you, were you aware of Austin and Allie? Do you, have you ever seen Austin and Alley? The only reason I'm aware of it is because of Rainy Rodriguez. Oh, God. Yes, 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 yes. Because of that video that went around. Yes, yes. 
fastest it's in Europe. Doesn't that take place at the Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3 premiere? Yes. And I think this is the perfect segue to let viewers in on your history with Beverly Hills Chihuahuas. I've already... Go ahead. I think I've already spoken about me skipping my first <laughs> middle school dance to see Beverly Hills Chihuahua in theaters. I don't have any regrets. But you were upset after seeing the movie. Because it was bad. <laughs> but I didn't want to go to the dance, and I would always make up dumb excuses to not go to the dances anyways. That wasn't a dumb excuse, though. It was an excuse. That was a good excuse. Um, was also, excuse. I mean, notable alumni, we obviously have Ross Lynch as Austin, Lynch. who would grow up to become a Disney Channel juggernaut with the Teen Beach movies and then play Dahmer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do yeah. you know the girl who plays Little Miss Allie? <laughs> she was one of the original students on the game show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? No way. Mm-hmm. I loved that I show. I did, too. She... She would. I'll get to Allie in a minute. <laughs> Allie, I have some words for you. And then, yeah, we have Rainy Rodriguez as the best friend. And there's also another best friend that's Austin's best friend. And they... Yes, it's Caleb Worthy. Who? Well, Caleb Worthy, if you remember um, the show The Act, is that what it's called? On Hulu with Joey King and Patricia Arquette. Who was he? He, he played the boyfriend. <gasps> Stop! <laughs> The oh. cast of Austin and Allie is so versatile. <laughs> that all of these people came from such different backgrounds, met in one place for like six years, and then have ended up in such different backgrounds. Well, two of them are playing serial killers. Sorry. Right. So what does that what does that say? What does that say about, about Austin and Allie? The cast of Austin and Allie and the show. <laughs> wow, that it is funny. Makes yeah, you didn't know. It perfect sense that a guy like if you think of it in the context of that character, that he would be that type of person. Yeah. I also think it's interesting because I feel like this is the first show that we have reviewed or watched that at the time we were these people's age. When they were filming it, yeah. When they were filming it. Mm-hmm. Because up until then it's been, you know, Raven, Hannah Montana, Sweet Life, and they're older than us. Mm-hmm. So, and then we've done Sweet, we've done um, Shake It Up, and they're younger than us, a couple years at least. And so this is right, like, because uh, I Googled it, Ross Lynch is my age. And so we're like right where, so this is if we were teenagers. Right. This is the shows we would be on on Disney Channel. And it's funny because you think like, you know, when you're growing up, you're like, oh, my big dream is to be on a Disney Channel show. And of yeah. course that would still be fun. But then like you have to think that you're that age and you get a script like this and you're like, I don't want to play the drums with corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a tad bit of Austin Alley. I have younger siblings, mm-hmm. so Disney Channel was still on on the house when I wasn't watching it really anymore. So I I know I know Ross Lynch more from Teen Beach Movie. Same. Yeah. I I, I so think that I was think... really what kicked him into the public eye. Yeah. But it's kind of like it's kind of like when Ashley Tisdale was in High School Musical. A lot of people, when they think of Ashley Tisdale, they, they think High School Musical before The Sweet Life. Right. At least I think. And I think, at least for us, at least for me, when I think of Ross Lynch, I think of Teen Beach Movie. Mm-hmm. Not this show, because I'm more familiar with it. 
Um, but let's go over a little some fun facts about the first episode. So the first episode, Rockers and Writers, uh, it was watched by 5.7 million viewers. Um, and wow. technically, this was um, it premiered after a decom. What decom? Uh, yes. So it had you know the primetime viewing. It premiered after it was it was labeled as a as a special preview. Mm. But then two days later, a brand new episode played again. A brand new episode premiered. So. Um, it had two premiere nights. Anyway, but it premiered after Good Luck, Charlie, It's Christmas, the the DCOM, Disney Channel movie. Um, I mean, I'm sure that's appointment watched... viewing for that Disney Channel, Jen, but... Right, right. Um, it was watched by 5.7 million viewers, and it um, was the most watched episode of the entire series. Really? And <laughs> that's not terrible. Not you laughing at that. Is that normal? Well, I don't know if that's normal or not. I don't. I don't know. Not for our shows. Maybe for Austin and Abby. <laughs> um. So, you know, I like to play the game. Was this the first episode was that was filmed? What do you think? No. <gasps> really? Yeah. It was. It was. Damn. It's the first episode filmed and the first episode aired. We always like to check because, you know, Disney Channel's notorious yeah. for filming the first episode and then airing it as the 19th. It also tracks that it was the first episode filmed because it takes place primarily in two sets. Yeah, and they meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we've avoided it long enough. <laughs> uh, Before we get into this, let me just it. say, because people think we have a penchant for hating everything from the 2010s, <clears throat> I didn't love this, but I also didn't think it was, like, abhorrent either. Correct. I'm like a little in between. I every joke about Rainy Rodriguez and her multiple jobs had me laughing. <laughs> really? <laughs> the whole entire time I was just thinking, oh, when tax season rolls around, she's gonna have so she, many W. Her mailbox is going to be stuffed. Because that's the running gag all, for like the whole show is that she the whole has show, she has a different a job. different job. But she has, I think, four in this first episode alone. And right. I was, what was already your one she had? ready. The mug store one was funny because she quit it uh, immediately. Yeah. All the other jobs, she was like, you know, gosh, apparently to be a good employee, you actually have to show up and be there. (laughs) Or she'd be like. Yeah. How does she get hired? See, that's the thing. I was like, I don't know, because unless this is like a very large city and nobody talks to each other, she would be on a do not hire list with like within like three days. Oh, for sure. But it seems like it's like around the mall area. Is I know where this takes she just place. Hitting up every store in the same mall, like going to the next store and being like, "Hello, hi, I just got fired from next door." Can I? It's work also here? just funny because it's very like prevalent in this day and age. Like nobody stays at jobs for very long. There's like TikTok trends of people yeah. being like, "Every job I had and why I quit and how long I worked there," and nobody was at a job for like longer than three months. Right. <laughs> She's a working girl. She is standing up to the employees that don't treat her right. Right. She is turning her five hour, her five minute breaks into two hours. She's anti-capitalist and I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but it opens with, we are at the music shop Mm -hmm. or called Sonic Boom. It's owned by Ali's family. And let's talk about this character, Ali. 
she okay she um, likes to wear floral she... patterns i can tell you that she likes to wear this character annoyed mm-hmm. me so mm-hmm. much not because of the when you think of disney channel characters that annoy me where they yell all the time she's just so lame mm-hmm. and not in a funny and way it, in yeah an endearing every way, time they set me. up a joke for her it did not work it did not land. I don't know if it's the writing or like, we'll get to it. But when Austin and Allie were talking about close your eyes and what's your happy place. Mm-hmm. And she kept going somewhere. And then finally she's like, I like pickles. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and she works at this music shop with, uh, I, I guess her father is the owner of it. Yeah. Her family owns it. I've also, yeah. it's kind of, strange for a disney channel show i think to immediately have all the characters be employed and have that be like a main (laughs) focus of the plot right they're all employed get up off your butt jesse Allie, and trish are our working girls of the the 2010s right this is the right right the 2010s was all about the working girls the 2000s was all about you had and the 2000s were all about you had to have a secret Mm -hmm. wait we're on to something 2000s was all about the secrets. 2010s is all about you got to pay rent. 2020 seems to be eking towards you have to be a superhero from Mm. what I have seen so far. Of course, I'm not doing that much research on what Disney is currently putting on its airwaves. Right. But that that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're on to something. And in walks Trish with her first shop of the Every time she introduces this, I think, because I've seen like compilations of these clips, too. She's like, can you believe I got a job at the whatever? She got a job at the cupcake store. She says that she's like super excited about it because they get to eat all the bad cupcakes. She hands Allie a cupcake and then says that she dropped it on the floor. So you dropped a cupcake on the floor, picked it up, walked all the way to your friend's workplace and offered it to her and let her eat it. Bully. Bully. Bully behavior. <laughs> Trish hates Allie? Right. She's like, mm-hmm. it's like probably because she wants a job at the music their store. Their relationship Boyden. as friends, we don't know how they became friends. We don't know how long they've been friends. We don't know why they're friends. Yeah. Both of these best friend characters yeah. are kind of just there because there needs to be a best friend role. And yeah. that's really it. I think that's as far as yeah. they went with that. Yeah. Wait. We can't bypass the opening scene without the weird moment. Oh, sh- uh, surely when... I wasn't going to bypass it. Are you, what are you talking about? The old lady mm-hmm. scene? Okay, good. So Allie and Trish are talking and Allie and Trish walks away, but Allie's still talking to Trish. And it's like, so do you want to go to the movies tomorrow or tonight? And then she turns around and there's like an old lady. Um, rightfully so, because you are um, working. You're on the clock. So you have a customer. <laughs> And then the old lady's like, of course I'll go to the movies with you. Huh? And then Allie, Allie, can, it will make sense in the world if so, oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking to my friend, not you. She goes, oh, okay, um, maybe we could just carpool or I'm thinking, why are you making it so difficult for yourself? First of all, like, I, do, I don't know in what world that woman would not have been joking. Yeah. But the she also she also dressed very elderly. Yeah, she was an elderly woman, but like elderly for twenty eleven. 
Very fitting also, like, I mean, you mentioning that this was from Nickelodeon writers just puts a green and orange lens over everything that happens in this episode. Because, <laughs> like, it's very Nickelodeon to be like, <laughs> old people! And, like, not yeah. put anything else to do it beyond that. Yeah. I just, like... Um, and then... Oh, this, this whole first scene never takes a moment to breathe the blocking is like run no. from here run from there it's like joke 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 and maybe one out of every 12 hits and like when the scene was over i was like i did i just do speed did i just do speed <laughs> speeding through ali and aj but then her dad um, like the, ali's dad her comes dad in. comes in stealing all the quarters from the wishing fountain <laughs> Which is interesting. Just to deliver the line of for her to be like, can I get a grand piano in my practice room or something? Because Allie, it's revealed that Allie wants to be a songwriter. And this man who owns a music store is like, you can't make it in the music business. And leaves. Right. I hope you tell that to every one of your customers. What are you doing then? You're in the music business. What are you doing? Selling music if you don't think people can make it in the music industry. Shut up. Right. What are you doing? (laughs) Selling it to... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, if maybe if they worked at like a, um, I don't know, a skateboarding place. She's like, I want to make it in music. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's doesn't funny that her dad's only appearances in this episode are to say that and leave. And then for her to say, There's hey, lot- dad, I'm going to go do something. And him to go, okay, and leave. And that's it. Yeah, there, there's a scene at the end where I, when I said, oh, we have some daddy issues in this show. <laughs> More like Austin um, and daddy issues. Austin and daddy issues. Uh, speaking of Austin, we finally get his appearance mm. with his friend Dex. They are playing drums. Well, he's playing drums, and Dex is like uh, filming him with a flip camera. And Austin's playing drums with with a flip camera. Maybe sick, dated. Maybe sick, sick to see that. Stupid. And he's you know drumming the drums on with the corn dogs. <sighs> but the way, like, how heavy were those corn dogs? Right. There's only wieners in those. <laughs> like, there is no way that is making the noise that they think it's making. <laughs> That's right. Right. But my thing is, I wouldn't the joke be funnier if they had drumsticks? Like, not like like chicken drumsticks. You're so right. Wouldn't that be funnier? See, that's more funny. Like, it it seems like they put thought into like there should be a joke here. Let's just write down the first random thing we think of. No notes. Put it through. Like it could still be food, but wouldn't it be? Couldn't couldn't it be a little f- more funny if Ali goes, "Hi, excuse me, um, you can only practice on these drums with drumsticks." And he goes, "I am. I bought from Chicken City." Right. Well, the sign like, says no playing the dang, drums at all. I know, but, but to, yeah, no, yes, you're, you're, but to have the you're joke, absolutely right. Okay, maybe the joke would be not even with drumsticks. You don't have any drumsticks. Yes, I do. I bought it from Chicken City. There you exactly. go. But then in, instead Damn. of that, we get a joke with old lady again <laughs> <laughs> she's back with vengeance she never left and because she's waiting on Allie for the movie I they start doing this Hello. thing where they're running around and um, I'm trying not to call him Ross Austin is like right. I can play a trumpet Austin, through a trumpet and then Dex is like I can play a something oh, yeah. through a something shoots a harmonica across the room into the old lady's throat I guess because she starts choking 
Yeah. And then they Heimlich maneuver her and her dentures fly out with the harmonica in between them. That was my first moment of the show. Yeah, there's a lot of those that are coming. (laughs) Uh, But then we see Allie in her practice room, studio room. Oh, well, the theme song happens first. Good, sir. We must discuss. What happens first? Oh, you want to discuss the theme song? Not too deeply. Um, I just want to say that it's boring and forgettable. And the I feel like the shift, the ant farm shift, as I'll refer to it, to just having the same stock footage of your characters in the theme song as opposed to like footage from the show is way less interesting. Right. Like the visuals are boring. Oh. It's just them on some stripy backgrounds. And when their name comes oh, up, so, they step forward. So you like you like stock footage. That's just like classic. I like, when I say stock footage, I mean like the That 70s show of it all where they're like running around on a blank background. I want to see clips from the episodes. Oh, yeah. No, that's what yeah. I meant. You, you like, you like clips from the I episodes. I like a clip show. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to note, you were going to note when you said, I want to talk about the theme song because the theme, the theme song was composed by um, Julia Michaels. Who? Julia Michaels. Julia Michaels. As in, yeah. I got issues. <laughs> yes. Well, her biggest issue is lost in an alley theme song. Next. <laughs> um, when the crowd wants more, I bring on the thunder. Anyway. Um, so now we get Allie in her recording, not her recording studio, but her like, practice room. And Austin being the nosy little thing he is. Somehow found out that that's where she is. Right. Maybe because she's in there singing and horribly. Yeah. And wait, yeah. And she like does this song called Double Take, which we hear a lot throughout this it's episode. It's Oh. The, the Austin got version got me. Well, duh. When she first starts playing it, I was singer. like, oh, no, she does girly. It, she, does it, she does it like a ballad. Mm-hmm. And she really, and she is. You said before Daisy Jones and the Six, before Star is Born, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, we had Austin and Austin and Allie was born. Tell me something, girl. Of course, as I'm saying that song was catchy, I couldn't tell you a, a word or a beat from it right now. But right. in the moment when I heard it, watch. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Austin is giving her tips like, oh, you should make it a beat and yada, yada. And she's like, uh, this is a did you not see the keep out sign? And he goes. And so they're just kind of arguing back and forth just to kind of speed it up a little bit. And she's like, oh, I don't need to take advice from you. I'm fine. Yada, yada. Um, and she kicks him out. What? Before we discuss the song any further, I have to admit that I just went to Spotify to save um, double take to my liked songs and (laughs) there's three artist pictures when you type in austin and Allie. one of them the artist is just listed as austin moon and it's just like a promotional photo Mm -hmm. of ross lynch from the show next to that is rainy rodriguez and her artist photo is just (laughs) a badly cropped photo of the poster of beverly hills chihuahua (laughs) three and then laura morano who plays Allie, is next to that and she's dressed like audrey hepburn and as what? a verified artist, and apparently she's still putting out stuff. Good for her. 
Good for her. Three halves. Of, <laughs> three halves. The, this cast really has gone in a bunch of different directions. <laughs> anyway. They're, they're not still. Anyway. <laughs> so she kicks Austin mm-hmm. out. And, um, oh, I think, like, the thing was, like, Austin's supposed to be, like, a protege because he plays all these instruments. Yeah, I and... guess. They don't really delve into that very much. But he just, like, he plays, we know he plays the trumpet, the drums, and now the harmonica because he was like, maybe you can add a little harmonica and piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next, and so the next day, uh, after kicking Austin out, Allie's working and, um, Trish comes in and she got a job at the magic shop, right? <laughs> so it's, and it's like every job Trish gets, gets like a cool uniform, I will have to say. Right. So, um, and <laughs> why then is she never like, guess who got a job at the insurance firm? And she's in like a white button khaki. down and khakis. And khakis. <laughs> uh, so, Trish and um, Allie are talking, and then Trish leaves for some reason and just starts humming Double Take, which is a song Allie mm-hmm. wrote. And I was like, How did you um, know about this song? She's like, how do you not? It's all over the internet. And that's when we get the the inciting incident, so to speak, mm-hmm. of the music video Austin made to double take Allie's song and put it on YouTube. And now uh, become, not YouTube, sir. MyTube? Oh, MyTube. <laughs> excuse me. Copy, copyright. Um, and has now become a global... Viral sensation. Which in 2011 means it has 2 million hits. True. And here's my thing. Obviously, they are doing Justin Bieber. Oh, right? I, I think so. Maybe more like, I, th- I think it's a little more rock than Justin Bieber would have been around this time. No, no. I mean, I mean, Justin oh, Bieber was like they're, the they're... Exi- prime mm-hmm. example of kid going viral from youtube yeah. is now a gigantic this show star. is clearly playing on like he he this is a pop culture person but we're not saying it right yeah but like i think it's just so 2011 i feel like justin bieber was out for a, a while or at least right i feel like that is just so they like um molded him to be just a justin bieber like type Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just, I just felt so that wasn't the thing anymore. But maybe it was, and I just don't remember another viral sensation like that. Anyway, so then we see his music video, and it's like made in his room, and he is on Entertain Me Tonight. <laughs> which is funny, I guess. It is funny. And, and he's going, he's famous uh, after this viral sensation. And he's going to be on the Helen, Helen show. Sh- the Helen <laughs> show. Oh, Lord. So Allie and Trish plan to go to the Helen show to confront him about that he stole. No. Oh, I'm sorry. What they do is they go to his house. They go to his house mm-hmm. first to confront him about it. And they go and, you know, he's living the dream and yada 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 and it turns out that he doesn't remember that song he thought he made the song up yeah because he's like well come to think of it 
I've actually never written a song before. Right. Like, I guess Austin is also dumb as hell. Like, that yeah, kind of comes dumb through one of the group? sometimes. But then also, Ron Weasley dupe is dumb as hell, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's when... Um, so, they're making cologne. Austin Moon cologne yeah. through his sweat. They're making all this merch. And that's when... And we get another very Nickelodeon-esque where it's cologne, but it's all sweat. Mm-hmm. And the characters just start squirting it in everyone's faces. They're making like... That was very Nickelodeon. They're making though. dolls. They're making... I never understand the purpose of this. They make like a bust of Austin's head that just shoots foam out shoots of it. Shoots whipped cream. Well, okay, foam. let me put it in my shower for when I need to shave, I guess. And so we get a lot of... Uh, that in the episode where they will hit the head and the foam will come out. And so that that was very Nickelodeon to me. It was very Nickelodeon where, also why? to have the crowd all go, Ew! The, <laughs> the audience for this episode was so loud. They were reacting. So vibrant. They were reacting not only to the jokes, but to what Becca just mm-hmm. said. I imagine uh, Disney that, was on Ew! their hands and knees with a sign being like, please do this as loud as you can. Please. Help, we know Miley is not here in the building anymore. We need a new hit. This is also the post-High School Musical Hannah Montana where they're still trying to do the musical thing. Mm-hmm. It's because they had Shake It Up at the time and now Austin Alley. So they have music back in, ba- back in the... Back on, back on Radio Disney, they have the music mm-hmm. again. Was it as successful? I don't no. think so. I mean, I mean, you can't compare the Disney Channel music juggernaut that was Hannah Montana, Cheetah Girls, High School Musical, Jonas Brothers, Camp Rock, and then they tried to recreate that again with um, uh, Shake It Up and Austin and Allie and Teen Beach mm-hmm. Movie. and Teen Beach is the I guess only property in that batch that I would say came close to right. doing that. And then, I mean, I guess you have Descendants. Yeah, but you Descendants know. isn't like a weird there was never... like, middle ground, I guess, between... Yeah, but what I guess what I'm saying is I don't think they would have... I don't think you could... They, I don't think Disney would send Ross Lynch out on tour as Austin and Allie Mm-mm. selling out arenas like they did with uh, Miley Cyrus as Hannah Montana. That's what I'm saying. With Rainy Rodriguez as the Didn't opener. have the same pull. <laughs> Yes, it sings the Beverly Hills Chihuahua she song. She only has like four songs that exist, and they're all singles from Disney-related properties, and then she has never done anything else musically again. Get the mouse to write you the check. <laughs> and then Get bounce. the mouse to write you a check, and you're good. And then bounce. They also are trying to kind of capture the London Tipton lightning in the bottle by having all four of the leads split one brain cell. Because there were so many scenes. And you think that- they're all dumb? Yes. The scene with all four yeah, of them in the bedroom the where they're like squabbling at each other and the fact that I know that they're oh, trying yeah. to do romantic pairings between the two and the two already and it makes me ill. Oh, yeah. It makes me ill. Yeah, I, I, don't, know enough, <laughs> I don't know enough about Austin Alley that if they get together at the end. Oh, they do. They end the show married sure with two will. children. What? Mm-hmm. I just passed out. The final, um, the thumbnail for the final episode. How did you episode, know that? I looked it up. I was doing my research today. <laughs> the The thumbnail for the final episode on Disney Plus is Austin pulling the ring out. I wish I was joking. <laughs> <gasps> Not teen marriage. <laughs> T- 
teen marriage movie show and it is also confirmed that dex and trish have sort of like an on again off again thing too throughout the show which why why yeah they're barely they're barely characters you don't need to force them to get together yeah 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 yeah. um so austin Allie is saying you have to when you go on the helen show tomorrow you have to let people know that i wrote the song Mm -hmm. And Austin goes, no, that's embarrassing. I'm not going to do that. How selfish can you be? Um, you're not thinking about me at this point. And that's kind of where it ends. And he's just going to go on the Helen show and do his thing. Funny to think about the Helen show, which is clearly supposed to be the Ellen show, and like this big national TV that airs to millions shooting in Miami. Oh, it's like in a local Miami station. That's not right. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is not Right. So Trish and Allie um, decide that <clears throat> to go to the Helen show mm-hmm. um, and to confront Austin. And that's when we it's revealed that it's in this local, really weird local Miami station. Right. And they go into the wrong stage. Well, before they do that, it's like they the, have like a whole scene with the security guard who's like all the Austin fans. She calls them something. Like Austiners or oh, something, yeah. which I guess he already has a million crazy fans. But she's like, all these mm-hmm. fans have been trying to get in here all day. They try to say they're musicians with Austin's band. And she's like, well, if you're not on the list, I can't let you through. And Trish just yeets a magic trick out of her pocket that like makes a smoke bomb. And the security yeah. guard doesn't chase after them at all and just goes, they're bad liars, but they're pretty good magicians. Yeah, Are they? She's impressed. She was impressed. Girl. <laughs> But they crash um, what they think is the Helen show, but it's the local Miami news. Right. Which, again, why is the Helen show shooting next to a local Miami news station? But whatever. It's me. Um, and so we cut to the Helen show, and Austin is performing double with take. With bunches of kicks. The choreography was basically just like kicks. kick and kick and kick and kick. And it's like very like rob- robotic. It's very jolts. jerky. Yeah, it was weird. It is very weird. Um, and so the Helen... Sh- the, the Helen? Helen of the Helen show. <laughs> Helen Begeneres. Is talking... <laughs> Helen Begeneres. <laughs> they don't give her a last name, but... <laughs> they don't, But it's Begeneres, and both hosts in both realities still don't look their staff in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's canon. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she's, like, dancing, um, and they Helen, short Helen... <laughs> Helen Begeneres, star of <laughs> Searching <laughs> Searching Bebo. She's um, straight, by the way. Ask, <laughs> has, is married to a man and has five kids. Tells Austin that he should come on the show tomorrow with a brand new song. That never would have cleared and the pre-interview. Like, <laughs> right. Right. And if it's the Helen show, like I think I know what the Helen show is, you know they have, I don't know, uh... George Clooney to on tomorrow, right? With so with like, Sophia Grace and Rosie, booked. you're booked and busy. Unless that was just a pub stunt, but um, like there is no that would be like Ellen DeGeneres sitting down Harry Styles and being like, "So you have a new song coming out tomorrow, right?" And then just being like, "Uh, <laughs> you're going to perform on the show tomorrow, right?" Like, huh? So a brand new song, by the way. And so Austin has never written a song, so he's like, "Um, again, can't say no." Right. Like, 
Allie said couldn't say no to the old lady going to see the movie. So he's like, okay. So that's when Austin comes back to Allie. He's like, can you please, oh please, help me write a new He song. does a absolute bare minimum apology where he basically just says, I'm sorry. And the whole crowd goes, aww. Yeah. Because this is when we get the um, daddy issue of he wanted to make the video to prove his dad that he could make it into the uh, music mm-hmm. business. And he's like, yeah, my dad thinks just like a one a bazillion chance. And then Allie goes, oh, that's what my dad says. <gasps> Our dads hate us. Um, and so they go to the practice room. And so that's when they kind of um, clash in their songwriting mm-hmm. techniques. Austin's very... Um, get up, let's go with our bodies and, you know, up oh, and out. Oh, she's working at the pet store now. That's where... <laughs> wolf, wolf, she says. Well, Allie's um, like, yeah, cool but... condition. To, she's like, I'll work with you on one condition. And then it seems like she doesn't know what that condition is. It, which, what it should just be is give me credit for the first song I wrote and pay me half your royalties. Oh, yeah, what she says. She I says, I want, want oh, yeah, she's a like, ham. And that, oh yeah, and that's when Dex has a ham in his book bag. Christ! <laughs> yeah, it's, you can have mine. It's like that was just so clearly like, okay, y'all did it. Y'all are mad libbing in the writers' room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is mad. But yeah, Austin living. is like, you know, you need to be less uptight. Um, like, think of your happy place. And she is uptight. Annoyingly Because this uptight. is when he's saying, like, think of your happy place. Like, think of the beach. And she's like, oh, it's sandy. And why is there a man in a thong? And like, ooh, I don't like anything except pickles. She's so whiny. Mm-hmm. And lame. And it's annoying. So he decides to <laughs> get, by getting them to move, he, like, decks out the whole store with lights and a yeah. disco ball. Where is her father? Because right, it has to be at least 10, 9.30. Dex and Trish come out of the employee's only room that we've seen her father go into, dressed, ready to do a little flamenco. A little <laughs> jig to help Austin and Allie. Too much. Where did they get the outfits? It, it was too much. But then, yeah, we get a montage of them just trying to come up with a great song. Yeah. We get a little inkling of maybe a love connection that... Will form. Of course. They eat both Chinese food st- and pizza. Their stomachs are hurting. <laughs> they're good. I hope there's more they than one. They got a hit, but their guts are going to pay the price. <laughs> I hope there's more than one toilet at the <laughs> music store. There's, there's, I know their stomach's going to be on I fire. I know. And they finish know it. at like the crack of dawn with only one hour left before they're supposed to be... Like an out, like when is when is the Helen show? Y'all need to shower. Y'all need to change. Who's driving you there? So you're telling me they wrote every lyric, the the arrangement and everything in 24. I mean, I guess that happens. I mean, that can absolutely happen, especially if it's just two people and like a piano. But yeah, they didn't think the logistics through there. And then, of course, as they're out the door, Trish is back with a new job. From the mug store. We had so many jobs from her. Four jobs. I can't, Four Im- I can't imagine if we ever if we ever watch more Austin Alley episodes, if this is like the only episode where she has multiple jobs. I'm, I'm willing it's like to every bet episode that she- it's not. 
because this is one of the only jokes that they have. And I feel like they're... No, I mean, like, I know every episode she has a different job, but I'm wondering if every episode she has multiple jobs. I know, that's why I'm willing to bet that this is not the only episode where she has multiple jobs. (sighs) Tell us if she does. Tell us if she Um, does. I, like, I felt like I was running around with a chicken with my head cut off trying to get my tax stuff from two different jobs when I switched last year, let alone the four she (laughs) has in a day. Right. And they're all going to be like, what, $100? If she worked a day yeah. or less than, probably not. <laughs> like Some of those 25. are going to be $16 checks. Oh my gosh, she's going to have to pay all but that she, back. Trish, what are you doing? She hands them a mug that's like, congrats, we knew you could always do it. And then Dex has another mug that's like, sorry, you failed. Try again next time. Ha ha ha. Which I need that mug. <laughs> right. I need that mug. Um. So then they're, they're at the Helen show and... They're they're ready to go, and then Austin comes up with the double popped collars, as you do. Jacket popped, and he's like, "The keyboardist is sick. We need you to play." And the whole the whole episode, Allie is just ranting and raving about how she has horrible, debilitating stage fright. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons Austin convinced her. It was like, "Well, you don't like to be on stage, and I do, and we both want to create music. Let's just band Mm -hmm. together." And so that's what, and so Austin's like, can you please play the piano? And she's like, I have terrible stage fright. And he's like, <laughs> I have an idea, which is actually a good idea to if do. If he didn't so um, completely it, biff it. <laughs> yes. So what their plan is, is Allie is still going to play the piano, but behind a curtain, mm-hmm. which is great. And so Austin starts playing um the, the music starts, Ali is playing the piano behind the curtain, Austin is doing a whole spiel, and he says, and he comes clean about that he didn't write Double Take, and that this next song is also written by the same person who wrote Double Take, which is Ali. And then he has the curtain drop mm-hmm. on her, and she, which is a stupid move. What I, he was trying to be nice, being like, "This right. is what I'm doing for so you instead now." Of just having her stage fright and freezing on the spot, or getting up and running away, she drops she... to the floor, starts crawling around like a dog, like and a dog. trying to find an exit point. Like tries to crawl through the drums, bumps into the drums, hits drum on her head, drum on her head, full Looney Tune, and then is like full. <laughs> On Bugs Bunny, Tasmanian <laughs> Devil in the Wings. She's running around. Abadi, abadi, abadi. That's all. Short folks. of blowing up the studio that the Helen Show takes place in, like she knocks down every platform, every light, everything. Sits down, it's, figures it out, pulls the drum off it's her head, so, puts it back on. It's so overdramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one thing if she knocked over something and it does like a domino effect, right? Okay, sure. But the fact that she collapses to the floor, crawls in front of... You're making it... I was just so annoyed at I have a hard time believing that your first instinct when you have stage fright is to crawl around and make a freaking fool out of yourself like this. It was just very annoying. And just her character is just so annoying to me. The dancing scene where they're all trying to get her to loosen Mm -hmm. up and she started dancing, that annoyed me. Probably one of, I don't know what about her character. Anno- I mean, I know a lot about what her character annoyed me. Um, but I thought going into this, the best friends would annoy me a lot more. 
No. The main character is annoying the heck out of Ali? me. Ali? Ali? And then to transition doing? out of the catastrophe at the Helen show, we get jump scare stock footage of just a bunch of shirtless people on the beach. <laughs> right, because remember, we are in Miami. Right. <laughs> Which is random. Did those people sign a form? <laughs> right. Imagine you're watching an episode of Austin Alley, you're like, wait, <laughs> is that me on the beach? That's me! Interesting. That's me. So the next day, Aldi comes back to work and opens her office or practice. They did or actually bring back the freaking bit about the old lady. Because she did. comes into the scene walking and talking with Trish, and Trish is like, oh, how was your movie date with the lady? And she was like, oh, it was horrible. She fell asleep. I had to explain the whole movie to her on the bus. If they're going to make a joke that freaking bad, at least they came back to it and tied up their loose ends. True. True. You know what would be funny? If like the series finale is finally like, I still have to go to that movie. <laughs> they're at their wedding, and she's like, oh, I have to go. The Belinda. Movie. I have to go. It's go. a miracle she didn't sue um, us after she nearly choked to death in our shop. Right, right. So Allie opens up her music space or whatever, and Austin, her his money um, that he received from the Helen show, he used it to deck out um, Allie's workspace and got a piano there that you know that she's been asking her dad to put and to make a music space for them to create more music together, which got me thinking when you appear on a talk show, do you get paid for that? I mean, yeah, but I don't think you get paid enough to deck out a room like this. But like even like celebrities, when they go on to promote something, they get paid for that. I don't think so. Generally they're paid by the show promoting their movie book or whatever they're promoting. Yeah. Okay. So whatever movie hmm. they're doing. They should have just said with the royalties from Double Take. But alas, apparently he had an extra 10K to get an arcade machine to put in the freaking. Yeah, it's fully decked out. I I, I hate it in this scene that they had Allie in a shirt that just says Florida. (laughs) Like, I don't wear a shirt around the place that I live while I'm there. I mean... Sometimes you do. I mean, if it was an ev- like something it- something event in Nashville or like this specific thing in Nashville, sure. But I just don't. I don't just wear a shirt that says Tennessee. I don't. Right. I I wouldn't want to. I would not want to. You I could. wouldn't want to. <clears throat> but in this scene, they decide that they're going to be songwriting partners, and Trish is going to be Austin's manager. Let's see how long um, that lasts. And Dex. And Dex is going to be the vlogger, video director of all Austin's new new um, songs. And Trish is saying you have to have a new... We're going to upload new songs every Friday. That is an insane so I guess that's release kind of, schedule. Yeah, so I guess that puts the plot in motion for at least the first season. Where's where the album? Every episode. That's probably where it leads up to. The EP. <laughs> Extended play. Oh. Um, and but then it's also revealed that his video is no longer the number one trending video mm-hmm. on the internet. It's her fallen on the Helen show. And guess what? We get one more look at that little Austin bust that spits out foam. We sure do. And they all have a foam. They party. also can't resist uh, one more random 
freaking joke because Dex is like, oh, for our next video, I'm going to need a hundred monkeys and a wedding cake or something like that. And Trish is like, I can give you a turtle and a donut. And he's like, oh, I already have that and pulls it out of a box. Turtle with a donut on its neck. Hope they paid the turtle well. Sorry he had to go through that. <laughs> right. PETA. PETA. Get on the phone, PETA. I'm... If we watched... If we were to watch more of this, I think I would just be sick at how often Dex is just like, oh, well, I already have a baseball bat covered in butter. Yeah, his... That's why I thought his character was going to get so annoying to me, but I think I just accepted that that's who his he was. My number to be. one most annoying. Um, and just Allie just really rubbed me the they wrong way. They do this way. thing twice in the show, um, before once before they close it out, and once before they write the song, where they're like partners, and one of them goes in for a handshake, and the other one goes in for a hug, and then they switch, oh, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. just kind of back up. Classic whatever romantic chemistry Classic. good thing she said yes what if she had said no he's like partners right. and she's like i don't think so mm, it's a laugh no, no more episodes they've got a great and then the rest of the season him trying to convince her to be no partners. there's just no more show oh okay it's just special <laughs> um so that was the first episode of austin mm-hmm. alley I would say it was a hit for the channel. I mean, it lasted four, five years. It was a big, it had albums. Um, it had merchandise. I mean, I guess out of all of them, Ross Lynch really um, catapulted from the yeah, show. Yeah, he did. I would say. Probably because he had, he was the main person with the music, you know? Um, personally, not my favorite A and A Disney product. My favorite A and A Disney product is Allie and AJ. And that's so, only with one yeah. L in the alley, if you're paying attention. Right. So I so this is Austin and Allie minus AJ. Where's that crossover? Right. Yeah, why do they ever make hmm? You know what? They probably have like logos of A and A with music notes, and they're like, "Well, we never got we never got Ali and AJ their sitcom, but we have this little logo sitting here." I wonder how I wonder far if that we is can, from the truth. You know, I mean, it may not be that far from the. It, come it's on. not implausible from what we know about. It's not implausible what's going on behind the scenes. Just saying. But I mean, just I, I said it at the top, but in terms of 2010s, 2011s, it's definitely not the worst one we've watched. I I got more than a few laughs thanks to the comedic timing of Rainy Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. She yeah, she didn't annoy me. I already went on my rant about who did. Um, but yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I think so far out of what what we've watched, we watched Jesse. Shake it up. Shake it up. So random. See, I don't really count so random as a part of this group okay. because that's just an extension then of Sunny with the Chance. Good luck, Charlie. Oh yeah, I would count Good Luck Charlie okay. with this. Um, I would, if we're ranking, I, think, I would say Good Luck Charlie, then Jesse, then Austin and Allie, then Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. We have shaken up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't watched Inform yet. So. That's true. Um. I would say Good Luck Charlie. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I should have listened to our Jesse episode back and see what I had my thoughts. But 
Jesse and Austin Alley are kind of on the same level. I, I kind of think so too. But if I were to rank them, especially just on overall impact, like Jesse is the one that is still getting the reruns. Oh, so. yeah. But it's funny because, well, there's Austin Alley had crossovers with Jesse, and Jesse had a crossover with Good Luck Charlie. So, all in the same mm-hmm. universe. All in the DCCU, same universe. Um, you know what? I think it's time, since we're in the 2010s, and, you know, long gone are Demi, Selena, the Sprouse twins. There's one person where I'm wondering, if they were on Austin Alley, <laughs> what would they do? <laughs> so I think it's time for a WWRD. What would Raven do? Yep, that's me. So this is a segment that we like to do where if we put Raven Simone or Raven Baxter, we usually put Raven mm-hmm. Baxter in um, one of these situations. What would she do? So, Becca, if Raven Baxter was in Austin and Allie, what would she do? I can do? only imagine that, let's just say hypothetically, Raven wrote a song and Austin stole it from her, right? Okay. His door would be kicked into splinters and she would be storming in there pointing a finger and screaming at him, being held back by Chelsea. Oh, see, I would say, one, she would say, Chelsea would show Raven a video clip of Austin singing Some Call It Magic. Right. Thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and she would go, that little nasty. We're going to go right up to the Helen show and we're going to um, convince him. Whatever. And they would go and they would disguise themselves as... I don't know. Um, oh, I got it. They disguise themselves as the stage managers of oh, the Helen show. Oh, yes. And they're like, okay, great. Well, some... Oh, no, this is what it'd be. Because the... Okay, I got it. They disguise themselves as musicians that play in Austin's mm-hmm. band. And the piano player is actually sick. And like, do you play piano? She's like, um, um, yeah, yes. <laughs> and so Raven has to be the piano player. Mm-hmm. And then Austin... And then Raven's playing the piano. And Austin's like, and Raven's like, I know. You so. I can also definitively say that if the situation that Allie was put in with the old woman happened to Raven, she would have gone, no, you wasn't talking to you. (laughs) Right. I think she would scream. I'm like, ah, I mean, ah, you're so, you're so young and vibrant. Not that you're old or anything. Oh, and when those teeth um, clattered across her desk. The face <laughs> that Raven would have made. Uh, great times. times. All right. But what is, well, in a universe, that's what Raven would be doing in Austin Alley. But I have to know, what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson I learned today is that if you're bursting into a local TV station to stop a show, make sure you have the right room. Right. <laughs> Um, I think my my Disney Channel listen is if you want to be like Trish and really cycle through jobs, just know when tax season rolls around, you're gonna get so many W twos, I nine. Like, just be aware that you're gonna it's gonna bite you in the butt in the long run. Your mailbox is right. big. Yeah. Um, all right, Becca. If people want to see um, your double take. Make them do double take. Where can they find you? You can find my double take on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. 
TikTok at Becca's Records, YouTube at Becca Stogner. I am working on a new project for that, so keep your eyes peeled. And you can listen to my Ooh. other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, YGSSG podcast on all the social media. All right. If you want to keep up to date on me and my personal social media, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram or H Cameron Martin on Twitter. But if you want to keep up to date on anything about this podcast, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just type in the Time Mastering Podcast. You'll find us there. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will shout you out on this show and read your review and send the love right back to you. Give us five stars on Spotify if you don't mind. Um, and DM us. Uh, talk to us on all the social medias. We love talking to you guys. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right, y'all. Next week, we'll be back. And we'll see you then. Oh. Uh, I'll just, okay. Until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. Always buckle your seatbelt. <laughs>